Kia This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Kia ora, you're listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. Um, I'm your host today, uh, Compass, and Happy New Year! So today, uh, when this is airing, it's uh, the 6th of January 2019. Uh, wild to think about. That's genuinely didn't think we were going to get through 2018, to be honest. A lot, a lot went down, a lot went down. Um, so today's um, topic that I'm going to be talking about is going to be around terminology, um, so um, identity labels and things like that, and pronouns, specifically non-gendered pronouns and versus gendered pronouns. Um, the The reason I decided to start off the year with this is I feel like it um, became a really sort of a really talked about thing last year, at least from uh, what I was, you know, exposed to. Um, where everybody was sort of, you know, it was it was split in t- into two groups, really. The people that didn't really understand why we needed um, gender-neutral pronouns, why there were so many labels, why, you know, why they were important to certain people. It was just sort of, you know, A, not really explained um, because there is this sort of... I from what I personally have experienced and what I've seen, and I'm definitely a perpetrator of this, is that sort of in the queer community, we sort of, we assume that everybody will know everything because we know things. And um, I definitely feel like we don't have a responsibility to teach everyone. That's not on, that's not on us, especially in certain situations, but it does become a problem when, you know, there is that, you know, barrier of education where people aren't sure why um, non-gendered pronouns are important and why respecting people's um, identity is important, at least when it comes to terminology. Um, and then on the other side of that, the, as I said, the, the rainbow community, we sort of, it's really important that um, we have non-gendered pronouns and that we respect each other's labels. And that that's something that I'm I feel very fortunate to be a part of that community where it's sort of, I know that when I go into any rainbow space, really uh, my pronouns and my identity will be respected. Um, And that's something that I sort of want to bring to the rest of the world. That's, that's my mission for today is to one, get this listened to all across the world. (laughs) And yeah, anyway, so going back on topic. So I guess the best place to start is why is it important that we respect um, people's pronouns and people's labels? Um, And I guess the, the most basic answer for this is that it is respectful to the person to mirror their pronouns and their um, identity. Um, So with non-gendered pronouns, um, most of the time in Western culture, we use they, them pronouns. Um, There is this misconception that they, them pronouns cannot be used in a singular context, um, which isn't right. Um, 
it is sort of one of those things where it's they then pronouns is used in a singular sense but it's something that if you don't really think about it and you're not fully aware of it it can sort of go under the radar and you don't really realize that you're using gender neutral pronouns in everyday life um in a in a way that the english language supports but when you're not aware of it sometimes it can just feel like it is a plural pronoun it is something that you use for one or um two or more people um but that's not the case and maybe you know that the thing is is that the english language supports um the use of non-gendered language which is really really amazing um because there are a lot of um languages that don't support that um like i personally i speak german and in german there isn't any sort of um non-gendered language that isn't about um like an inanimate object and that's something that we're really fortunate in the english language to have um because it really does you know create inclusivity within our language which is super super important um because you know language is one of the building blocks of society of our society and when our language is inclusive that encourages the rest of our society to be more inclusive um so that's something that i would really encourage i can't really go into to depth and explain why and how they them pronouns work and exist cuz i don't have that much knowledge about like um how it came to be and you know all of those um historical and linguistic building blocks of those pronouns but i can explain from a you know a standpoint of being within the community where non-gendered language is used like an insanely large amount which is fantastic um and for for me personally when i started using non-gendered pronouns to describe myself and other people um it was sort of a big jump because it's it's a lot to kind of reprogram how you talk um if you're really used to using um gendered pronouns um gendered pronouns in english are he him and she her um when you use those all the time um to explain individual p- people it can be really really hard um to use non-gendered language because it's it's muscle memory at that point um so my my top tip would be instead of like beating yourself up if you use a gendered pronoun recognize that you used a gendered pronoun realize which context you used it in and then be aware of the fact that you did use uh gendered pronouns and then try and change that in the future cuz it's not helpful to anyone if you just get so anxious about using the right pronouns that you just don't talk it's not useful it's not constructive recognizing within yourself when you are messing up is really important and that's probably one of the only ways that you're actually going to be able to 
use non-gendered language and really build it into how you talk about people and to people in a way that is respectful of people um, who don't don't use gendered pronouns or don't identify within one of the binary genders. Um, And there is sort of, when we talk about this, I think it's really important that we bring up the fact that a lot of people... um, sort of think because we are um, acknowledging the fact that non-binary genders exist. Um, So non-binary genders refers to people that identify or genders that are outside of boy, girl, which are the seen as the binary genders. So when when we talk about non-binary genders, I feel like a lot of people think that means... um, we want to completely eradicate binary genders, um, which isn't the case. There, within our community, we have a lot of people that are cisgender or transgender that are, you know, within the binary genders. But when we build it into our language, into, you know, how we talk about people um, subconsciously even, and we don't assume that they are, Um, a binary gender it really opens up and creates a more inclusive space for um, people to feel safe expressing themselves when it is something that a lot of I think wider society either feels okay rejecting or feels okay completely ignoring so taking that step I feel is really important for you know creating inclusivity um and creating like a safe environment for people to be in um so while we're on the topic of self-identity I guess this is a good place to sort of bring up some um I guess identity labels and terminology um so when I talk about identity labels and terminology I'm talking about um sort of labels that people use to identify their gender or their sexuality in this context. So that can be um, gay, straight, lesbian, bisexual, pansexual, um, asexual, all of those things. Um, And in gender, um, in the gender space, there are identities like um, non-binary, transgender, cisgender, um, agender, gender fluid, things like that. Those are what I'm going to be describing as um, identity labels and um, as terminology, I suppose. Um, So I guess a a big question that sort of comes up um, outside of the community and also within the rainbow community is why are there so many labels? Like, um, I think, especially people without... um, outside of the community and older members of the community, it is sort of that, like, you have LGBT... um, uh, lesbian, bis- uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and that's all you need. But, you know, we have developed more as a community and we have given ourselves more terminology. So if you feel like you don't fit within one of those those boxes of LGBT, then are you part of the rainbow community? What What is happening? What What's going on? And I think that's where I de- these identity labels and this terminology is really important because it gives people the space to recognize that they don't have to be within that that really small acronym and we actually have a much larger acronym um lgbtqia 
plus, you know, we have a lot of, I guess, freedom within identity is that you can find something and a community of people that sort of identify along the same lines as you, um, which is, you know, a really fantastic thing. And that's why I think, you know, terminology and having um, a wide amount of um, like identity labels is so important and why it's so great because it gives people the space to identify you know in a way that they actually feel comfortable with and a way that they actually feel like accurately represents their identity and I think that's a really amazing thing um and there are definitely labels that sort of overlap um that sort of mean the same thing, but they're different words, which is totally okay. It's okay to not feel comfortable with one certain word because of perhaps how it's viewed within society or perhaps how, um, you know, your own personal experience with that label. And that's a-okay. It's okay to use something that you are comfortable with, that even if it might not be within the acronym of LGBT or LGBTQIA, it's fine to have an identity that falls without, like, not within that because the rainbow community is all about inclusivity and giving that space for you to be yourself and find an identity that you really identify with and feel comfortable with. And that's what it's all about, really. And that's what it's all about. <laughs> um, and... So when we talk about, you know, labels and identity labels and pronouns especially, I guess a thing that, you know, some people might be thinking about when, you know, asking why it's important and why it matters is why does it matter if somebody uses a gendered pronoun for you? Isn't it just a pronoun? Which is true in some cases. Um, some non-binary people feel perfectly comfortable using a gendered pronoun um she her or he him and that's totally fine because that's just what they're comfortable with but um from my own experience and from you know stories I've heard from other people it is it definitely comes down to we have these uh societal expectations of gender and of what is expected of people that use certain gendered pronouns and identify certain genders um so using gender neutral um pronouns as sort of one tells that person um that you're not assuming anything about their identity you're not expecting anything of them from a gendered standpoint like you use they them pronouns and nobody's like oh they use they them pronouns they obviously expect me to like iron all of their stuff um very common scenario uh, I mean yeah message us if you've had this experience it's you know super super important um yeah but it sort of it opens up that space once again to say I recognize that there are people that don't fall within this and I'm not going to put these societal expectations on them and I'm going to recognize that through language um so those are some really, you know, 
basic reasons as to why pronouns and why certain terminology is really important. Um, I'll we'll play a song now, and after that we'll come back and we'll talk about um, some more, I guess, some more underground, undercover um, uh, questions about terminology and certain pronouns. Um, so the song I'm going to play is um, Boys Will Be Bugs by Cape Town and it sort of feeds into that um, societal expectations that we have. It talks uh, specifically about um, a, a young boy who sort of both falls within the societal expectations of boys and also doesn't, you know, conform to that. Uh, so this is Boys Will Be Bugs by Cape Town. I'm a dancing boy. I eat sticks and rocks and mud. I don't care about the government and I really need a hug. I feel stupid, stupid. ugly, pretend it you up if you're mean to bugs
that was Boys Will Be Bugs by Cave Town. Um, so we're, we're back once again. And um, like I said before, that lovely musical interlude. Um, now I'm going to talk a bit about some um, terminology, some really specific um, examples of, um, you know, some uh, pronouns or some uh, terminology, some labels that I think are a bit more divisive than just um, gay and straight. Um, so I guess the the first one that we'll start off with, I guess, is quite quite a big one, especially within the community, which is queer versus rainbow or gay. Um, so a little explanation of um, the word queer. Um, queer within a, um, you know, within the community has been historically used as a slur against um, LGBT people, which is why a lot of people um, today still don't like that term, um, which is fair enough because you know, things that have been used historically to repress your community and your identity, you know, that doesn't sit right with everyone. But um, queer is an interesting word because it has been reclaimed by the community. So when I say reclaimed, what I mean by that is that um, individuals within the community or, um, you know, larger um, subsections of the community have sort of taken the word queer and have changed its meaning from a really negative thing um, used to oppress them to taking it and making it a positive thing, making it um, a part of their identity and saying, yeah, you can try and knock me down and use this against me, but at the end of the day, I'm better than that. And, you know, making it a part of their identity. Um, that's why a lot of the time you'll see um, the queer community or queer events and things like that um, instead of rainbow or LGBT because it is sort of, it has become more widely accepted within the community as a umbrella term. Um, and I guess that's also somewhere where it's more used than gay community or LGBT community because queer is um, quite a large umbrella term um, that covers both sexuality and gender, which a lot of um, a lot of individual terms don't really do. Um, which you know is fine, but it can sometimes be nice to have a concise word that is inclusive rather than saying LGBTQIA. Um, and I guess that's where it comes, like a useful um, a useful thing. Um, and just saying it's okay to not like the word queer um, because of its historical context or the context that it's been used um, around you as an individual. That's okay. And it's definitely one of those terms that I would say be a little less, you know, um, be a bit more careful with using that simply so that you are aware of um an individual person's experience with that word and how comfortable they are with it. Um, so we don't have a lot of time left. Um, and I, it might actually be a good thing here to just leave it there. 
And if you want to learn more about some specific um, terminology and some specific pronouns, if you have any questions, you can go to insideout.org. Um, that's our Inside Out website where you can listen to um, this show and you can listen to all of our previous Speak Out shows. Um, and you can ask questions and you can find resources there to, um, you know, further your education and your understanding of the community, um, whether you're in it or not. And that's, you know, a super important thing is continuing to learn and continuing to educate yourself. Um, so happy new year. Hopefully, hopefully things will get better this year. Let's hope so. Um, so thank you again for listening and happy new year and goodbye. Thank you for listening. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.